0: A to Z sports prime time on a Monday from the Superbook sports studio. I'm your host, Buck rising, and I'm glad as always to be presented to you by our friends at the Ashton real estate group of remax advantage, GaryAshton.com. your dream address without the stress. That's what the Ashton team can provide to you. Trust the best in the business with the Intel edge at GaryAshton.com. Two Rivers Ford, where you go for incredible customer service, a non-commissioned sales staff, and quality American-made Ford vehicles. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at TwoRiversFord.com. Superbook Sports, where you can wager on football and every other major sport in their clean and easy-to-use app. Match your first bet up to $1,000, whether it wins or loses, in the Superbook Sports app today. So, um, I had, I had known that Brett Kern was going to get cut for a little while. It was just a question of timing, um, when that came down and, you know, right up until the radio show, I was trying to figure out what his situation was and when he was actually going to be released. Cause I know that, uh, I know that Vrabel said they were going to cut players today, which they did. He wasn't the only one. Kern wasn't the only one that was cut. Um, and they would cut players tomorrow, but they're still going to practice tomorrow, which is curious. I would be uh, interested to know whether they cut the players that they're going to cut before practice, given that the roster deadline will come down at 3 p.m. Central time on Tuesday, but, uh, Kern is the first to go. So for Brett, there's a lot of different things that you associate with Brett Kern. Kern is, or was the longest tenured Titan. Uh, this would have been year 14 for him, 13 total seasons with the franchise since they picked him up off of waivers from the uh, from the Denver Broncos um, in 2009. He has been here ever since. Now, if you are a longtime Titans fan, um, you know that that was an era of particularly terrible football for this franchise. And it basically lasted until like 2015. Brett Kern played for Jeff Fisher. That's how far back that he goes. And you look at a situation for this guy in, in as many different places as they were a bad football team, Brett was always something that you could rely on. You could rely on Brett Kern, Jurell Casey and Delaney Walker. Really? Those were the only three competent, consistently competent players that the Titans could boast for the longest. Now Taylor Lawan is the longest tenured Titan on the roster. I believe this is year eight for Taylor. And with Kern comes the end of an era. So I think it would be cool uh, to remember some of the best memories of Brett Kern because I have a few that I've had the opportunity to cover working with Brett for the last six years. Uh, And it's been a great pleasure for me. Um, In fact, I'm sure I've told you guys this story before, but maybe there's some of you um, who may not have heard it or are new to the show or whatever the case may be. Um, but I'll tell you more about uh, how Brett Kern basically basically helped me start my career. Uh, we'll get to that later on. I'd like to like to pay tribute to him um, as we go through this. But certainly, we're going to talk about the rest of the roster turnover, too, in a new edition via trade that was announced about an, uh, not even an hour ago, about 45 minutes ago, it would seem. So we'll go through that, and I'll ask you your Two Rivers Four take on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter. And on Twitch, if you would be so kind. Let me know in the comment section what your favorite memory of Brett Kern has been. Let me know in the comments, what is your favorite Brett Kern memory? Across 14 years, there have been some good ones. You guys can probably name a couple of games or a couple of specific punts in situations that this guy helped put over the top. Let me know what your favorite memory is, and we'll talk about it together. Right after I tell you about the people who make your Two Rivers Ford take possible, that is, of course, Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford is the place that you go for the new 2022 Ford Bronco, for the new F-150 Lightning all-electric Mustang Mach-E. So many great new vehicles and certified pre-owned vehicles. One of the state's largest selections on their lot in Mount Juliet. Two Rivers Ford has been doing business in Middle Tennessee, for nearly 40 years and operating with honesty and integrity. I can guarantee you that you will not have a more pleasant car shopping experience than at Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So what is your favorite Brett Kern memory? I'm sure some of you guys have uh, a few. His son being the announcer at the Pro Bowl. Uh, so yes, that's from Karen. Bryce Kern so there's three kernels in total three Kern children at this point Bryce being the oldest and Bryce is the person who's probably going to take my job now I have a uh, I have a uh, a special place in my heart for Bryce Kern even though he's clearly going to unseat me in the future and take all of the broadcasting jobs that I currently hold because he's going to be a stud um, if he decides not to be a professional athlete like his pops but for Brett um yes Bryce working the Pro Bowl as a as a reporter interviewing Lamar Jackson interviewing Taylor Lawson uh a lot of a lot of different players at the Pro Bowl was pretty uh was pretty funny to watch Matt Stanley says his goofy Pro Bowl pictures from 2019 yes those are uh, I think they are going to be forever uh commemorated in gif form if you're somebody who uses Twitter Richard Dukes says his entire career with the Titans has been nothing less than great. Yeah, I'm going to read you some Brett Kern stats, okay? Because, li- listen, Ryan Stonehouse is the better option for this team. I think everybody understands that at this point. I think Brett understands it at this point. But this was the uh, this is the summary of what Brett Kern has been for the Titans. He is the most accomplished punter in the history of the franchise. Um, he's one of the franchise's longest tenured players. He earned three consecutive Pro Bowl selections from 17 to 19 First-team All-Pro in 2019 and made second-team All-Pro in 2017. Uh, He has his run of 177 consecutive games, played with the club from 2009 to 2020, was the second-longest streak in the history of the Tennessee Titans-Houston Oilers history behind Bruce Matthews, who started 232 consecutive games, which is, of course, crazy. Uh, 13 seasons, played in a Titans uniform. He tied Brad Hopkins for the third most in team history, trailing only Matthews and Elvin Bethea, who has played uh, uh, or with 19 and 16 seasons with the franchise. Kern is one of two players who has played for every head coach the Tennessee Titans have had since the move to Tennessee. Him and Derek Morgan, that's the list. That's crazy to think about. So Brett has been around for a long, long time. He's been a legitimate weapon. Uh, They think Stonehouse is going to have the same kind of promise. And so now he's at this point where he's ready to move on. Now, where he lands, I think, is going to be interesting. Um, But that will be a discussion for another day. If you're asking me what my favorite moment from Brett Kern was, well, that would happen to be in 2019, the year that he was an All-Pro. In their first playoff game and route to the AFC Championship game, they, if you'll remember, uh, went to New England. They faced Tom Brady in his last career game with the New England Patriots. People think that Logan Ryan ended the dynasty of Tom Brady, and maybe that's so, because Logan Ryan did make an interception after this play. But I think, truly, that it was Brett Kern and his punt with 25 seconds left that ended the evil empire. Season. Most in the league, and Kern gets a line drive pun away that's bounding to a halt at the one perfection. And sitting in the press box that day or that night, we knew it was done. We knew that they had won the game, and then came the interception by Logan Ryan to actually seal the victory. But there was there's so much about Brett um, that you can recall. There's so many different moments like that. Now, that was one of particular significance, because that's the most playoff success that they had had, I mean, at any point in the last decade, certainly. And I was asked today, I did a, I did an interview with um, my colleagues on 3HL, on 104.5 The Zone, as I do every Monday. And I think it was Dawn that asked me, you know, am I, am I worried about the decision that they've just made to cut Brett Kern in favor of Ryan Stonehouse? And, you know, I mean, I'm sure at some point we'll see an undrafted rookie free agent have a bit of a, have a, have a bad outing. Like, I don't think that Ryan Stonehouse is going to be perfect game in and game out. I think he's got all the potential in the world. And I thought he looked absolutely great. I thought he looked stellar on Saturday night in the final preseason game against the Cardinals. But I think with all that being said, um, there's no reason to be bent out of shape about the punting situation right now. Now, if we get six weeks in and he's screwing up the holds for Randy Bullock and he's being super erratic with his accuracy or weather starts to impact him in ways that Kern was perpetually prepared for. Or ever, I remember walking the locker room. Basically, at any point in the last four or five years, and Brett Kern would always have his meteorology charts out because that's what Brett did in his – that's his preparation. Like, Brett knows how to how to hit the ball with the kind of nuances and technique that it requires to have the kind of accuracy that Brett has had over the course of his career. But how much time he spent on weather forecasting as a punter, I mean, really, like he would rival some meteorologists in town. So we'll see what happens with Ryan Stonehouse. I I'm you know it's not a problem until it becomes a problem so if you're a Titans fan you hope that the punting situation does not bring about issues that you never had to worry about with Brett Kern but certainly you know the only player since Derek Morgan to play for every coach in the Titans era um you don't see that kind of longevity with one franchise no matter what the position is hardly ever um In fact, I don't think Peyton Manning lasted as long with the Indianapolis Colts as Brett Kern did with the Titans. Um, I don't think that, I mean, who's a a, Tom Brady obviously did last that long with the New England Patriots, but like that's one of the names that comes to mind. I was reminded of this because I was watching Andy Lee, the punter for the Cardinals out there on, on Saturday night. Andy Lee is 40 years old and he's still out here doing it, to his credit, but he's been with a bunch of different teams. You can play a long time in the league, but it's so hard to be an asset long enough to one franchise to where you, you stay with that franchise throughout, I mean, it would seem, the entirety of his career. Now, where he ends up, I have no idea. Um, Because Buffalo's cap situation is kind of sneaky bad. Like, it would... Brett Kern is not going to be inexpensive as far as punters go. Now, they'll get him cheaper than he was currently on the Titans roster for, and they ate about a $550,000 cap hit, dead cap hit. That cleared up about $2.2 million in trading, uh, or rather in releasing Brett Kern. But um, I don't know where he's going to land, because I don't think the Bills, right now, we'll see what they do with their roster cuts as well. I don't think the Bills have the money for Brett Kern, so we'll see. What happens? I think a lot of people just took that as a given. And it makes all the sense in the world because that's where he's from. And they're a Super Bowl contender. And uh, let's go out there and uh, let's go out there and get a ring. But for Brett, I don't know that it's as cut and dry as that. So we'll see where he ends up. Adam Weber says, why did the Titans release him instead of trading him? Who's going to trade for a 36-year-old punter making $2.75 million when every other franchise knows that the Titans are going to release one of them? Um, that's not like, where's the leverage there? There, there is no, there is no leverage there. As far as a trade is concerned, you can't, you can't shop and it's not, you know, he's, he's a valuable player, but like people are going to trade for that contract at, at that age when he's just lost his job. Like that's, that's not no NFL general manager is going to take that call seriously. Um, so we will, uh, we will leave it at that. Uh, Daniel Ferris says, I believe Brett Kern is the last Titans player to have ever played for Jeff Fisher. That's correct. There are, it's, it's, um, that is, it was he and Derek Morgan like that. That was the, that was the list. And now, uh, Derek Morgan has been gone for several years and Brett Kern, of course, will not be, uh, a Titan in the future. Now, here's what I'll say. Um, um. And then we'll move on to talk about this new offensive lineman because I know a a lot of you guys saw this trade and and we'll talk through it for those of you who haven't. But I'll say this about Brett and I, uh, you know, you try to be objective um, when you do the job that people like me are lucky enough to get to do because you're, you know, first and foremost, like I'm a talk show host now, but I started out as a reporter. And so it's not you're not there to be friends with the with the professional athletes or the coaches. You're not there to you know you're not there to to glad hand and uh, you know um, you know to just hang out with professional athletes. You're there to do a job, and sometimes that can be uncomfortable depending on uh, what kind of information you get on a certain player and how you handle that player in a certain instance. Brett Kern, when I was 22 years old fresh out of college, uh, working overnights for $10 an hour and trying to cover Titans practice during the day, uh, for a, for an outlet at, uh, what that I started out of college, one Oh two five here locally, a radio station. Um, I wasn't making any money. They didn't have to pay me any money because who the hell was I? at the time but they didn't have anybody going they didn't have anybody going to titans practice at the time Tehran wasn't here yet cam wolf i think wasn't here yet and karski was still working at the zone so like espn 1025 did not have access to the espn titans reporter at the time because it was pk and so i i asked one of my bosses i was like hey can i start going to titans practice to get audio and video like that would seem to be important Um, I understand like at the time, like they, they were very, very predators heavy because they, the, the Preds pay them to carry their games. And so, you know, obviously you want to get what you're paying for. Um, but you know, to neglect the Titans at the time, I was like, well, this is stupid. Let me go cover an NFL team. Let me go do this and, and provide, you know, a lane for myself. And so I got there. Uh, for the first time, I remember I emailed there. I was still working overnights. I emailed one of their PR people at 2 a.m. and said, hey, I would like to be credentialed to come to practice. And they said, sure, you know, we'll we'll try it out and we'll see how it goes. I had zero experience. Never been in an NFL locker room before. Never covered a professional sports team before. I was just some slap overnight producer um, that started showing up to, to their practices and way too young and way underqualified to be there. And I was in that locker room for like the first three days of the it would have been the 2017 season because they drafted Corey Davis and Adoree Jackson in the first round. Um, I I remember being in there being terrified of all of the players because I'd never talked to a professional athlete in my life, much less to like go up to their locker room or go up to their individual lockers and grill them about how good or how bad they did uh, in practice or in a game at a certain time. And I remember that there was a, I didn't, I didn't know a lot of the players. I didn't know much about this franchise. I had just started. Uh, I had just started. I I just moved to Nashville and I really, you know, I didn't pay attention to the NFL when I was in college. I didn't have an NFL team. I didn't care. So I had to learn everything about the Titans franchise that I know now via, uh, via YouTube, late night YouTube sessions while I was working overnights to learn about the franchise. That, and I got to work with Floyd Reese, of course, the former general manager who was at the radio station at the time. And Floyd was so gracious with his time when he had questions. But I remember being in the locker room about three or four days and I hadn't talked to a player. I scared shitless to talk to a player. I, I couldn't I couldn't get myself to do it, uh, even though I was there with an incredible opportunity that almost nobody my age gets or my age at the time gets. Um, and I just remember somebody coming up to me tapping me on the shoulder and being like, Hey man, do you need, do you need somebody to interview? And it's Brett Kern. And I knew who Brett was at the time. I did not know like the history of, of Brett at the time, but I was so grateful for him recognizing that I was clearly at a place that I was a new face in his locker room, that I was still trying to figure out what this whole situation was. And he was like, Hey man, you know, I, do, do you need to ask somebody some questions today because I noticed you haven't talked to anybody else, and you've just been kind of wandering around here aimlessly Brett was uh Brett was incredibly gracious um and I think that when when you try and when you try and keep things objective and you try and remember that there's a fine line between the job that you're there to do and the athletes that you get to cover um you know, you you create these relationships. And I'm always gonna be grateful to Brett. Always, because he has been nothing but incredible to me throughout the course of my career. And he really helped me get to a place where I was confident enough to talk to professional athletes the way that I do every day now. Um, but it was not the time it was not the case at the time. He really uh he really did me a solid and it just it's just a small thing, a very, very small thing, and didn't take him but a second. But you know, he was the only one to do it. And, uh, I'll, I'll forever be grateful to Brett Kern that way. And I will certainly miss him, um, as a part of the locker room because he made it, you know, he made it enjoyable. He's one of many, there's a, there's a lot of great guys and coaches and and players and scouts and all these different things that I've gotten a, the opportunity to get to know across the league, not just in the locker room with the Titans. Um, but for, uh, for me, I will, I will I'm going to miss him. You know, he's, he's somebody who I hope we will, uh, we will continue to be friends no matter where his, uh, his landing spot, his next landing spot takes him, or if he decides to hang it up, he's had an incredible career. And, uh, yeah, I just wanted to share that with you guys. Cause I'm sure I've told that story at some point before, but you know, you never know who's new in here. And, um, I, like I said, I, I owe him a lot. I really do. So we'll uh, we'll see what happens with Brett Kern. I hope he ends up on the bills and I hope he gets a Super Bowl ring out of it. I truly do. Alex Blaine man says, what year was that buck? So that would have been my first, my first full season. I went to a, I covered a handful of games in 2016, but I started going to practice every day in 2017. So I'd count 2017 as my first like full season covering the team. Um, And yeah, that was, that doesn't seem, I mean, I guess it's not that long ago, but it's a hell of a lot longer than I realized it was until you start to see guys like Brett getting cut. Anyway, that's, uh, that's how it goes. Okay. Let's move on and let's talk about the new offensive lineman that they just traded for. Uh, actually there's a couple of questions, um, that I have here and that I'll answer those and then I'll move on. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm the, 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 Scroll. Okay, Buck, did you start covering the Titans before Zach and Austin? No, Zach and Austin have been here a lot longer than me. Zach Zach and Austin are both from here. Um, So it's not like uh, they were at 102.5. They were at 102.5 when I first got there out of college as an unpaid intern. Um, Then they had their morning show with 102.5. And then they uh, they the uh, the radio station uh, let them go, which was a terrible mistake because now the A to Z Sports Empire is strong, and I think that that was uh, not I think that was quite short sighted at the time from our previous employer. But I, I I worked with them for a very very small time at 102.5, and that's how they knew me when they offered me a job in 2019 because uh, I was still there and there was not opportunity for advancement, and they were still paying me worse than. You know, somebody that works at Walmart or McDonald's or something like that to, you know, to cover an NFL team. And Austin and Zach said, okay, we'll give you a bigger we'll give you a bigger shot at this thing. If you want to kind of go in on this on this project or it wasn't really a project at the time on this business model that they had started. And, uh, you know, to their credit, it has been hugely, hugely successful. So um, that's uh, that. Yeah. Austin and Zach have been at it for for a while. Must have really sucked, says uh, says Cat Van Diver. Um, what, uh, where we were originally. Yeah. You know, listen, I, I, I'm grateful for the time that I think they probably would say this too, in an honest moment. Um, although I'm sure Zach has stronger sentiments than all of us, because Zach has stronger sentiments about just about everything than all of us, which is why we love him. Um, but I think, you know, I think it gave all, all of us a good opportunity to kind of cut our teeth at a place that, you know, has to survive on, on younger, cheaper people that way. Cause everybody wants to work in sports and, you know, you, I understand that like not every radio station has a, uh, has a big time budget. Um, the way that, uh, the way that, uh, like one Oh four five does the way the, the place that I work at now and do my, my, uh, radio show for them. um, but yeah, I think there was a lot of good opportunities, and you know, I not to, not to toot my own horn, but I count Austin, Zach, and myself as a part of good opportunities that they uh, that they did not see the value in at the time. And I think that it has been better for all three of us um, to go the way that we did. But again, I'm like, listen, they didn't have to they didn't have to let me cover an NFL team at 22. To their credit, so while I did not like the situation that I was in with them. I am I am grateful for the opportunities and the and the very 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 early experience that I got because you know I mean I've been covering an NFL team now for this is coming up on my sixth season and I'm not even thirty yet so I think that uh I think that has been beneficial anyway this has been hugely self involved I'm sorry uh, let's move on and let's talk about this offensive lineman because I know a lot of you guys are just <laughs> shut up with these stories already I'm sure a lot of you are saying talk about the offensive lineman damn it okay let's do that. I'll do that right after I tell you about our friends at Superbook Sports. We, of course, are broadcasting live from the Superbook Sports studio. That's where you go to wager on all the action, whether it's football, basketball, baseball, every major sport. You can wager on it in the Superbook Sports app. That is the place that you uh, can get incredible odds boost. You can get the uh, you can get the Titans plus two fifty to win the AFC South. Crazy, crazy odds boost in the Superbook Sports app. You can get the Vols to win eight-plus games, plus 100. Very, very, uh, very, very beneficial and better-friendly stuff. Superbook Sports is where you go. If you want terms and conditions, go to Superbook.com, download the Superbook Sports app, and if you have a gambling problem, call the Tennessee Red Line. 1-800-889-9789. So, uh, the new offensive lineman that the Titans acquired. Uh, because the question that we had initially planned to ask you guys is this on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch uh, as we talk about the Titans roster construction tonight. What position do you think the Titans have their eyes on as they watch other teams make roster cuts? So what position uh, do you think the team is still going to keep an eye on? Now, they made a move for an offensive lineman today, but with uh, with the when we talked to Mike Vrabel about it, I guess this would have been yesterday, at uh, after the final preseason game, we asked Mike about claiming players just in general. And this is what the head coach had to say. In, in, in claiming guys, is it you have a list of you know positions that you look for depth in, and, and do it? Or is it more as guys are coming on the wire, doing it on the fly, having to be ready to pick up guys as, as you see them? I would say that we probably identify guys uh, after watching, you know, some of the, the preseason games, uh, saying, hey, potentially this would be somebody that we would, you know, may have interest in if if they were available. Uh John and his staff go through all that. Um, We meet about it, we talk about it, and then, you know, if they do, then there's a long, you know, claiming order. Chances are if we are interested in them, maybe somebody else is, but, you know, go through that claiming process and, and see where it all shakes out. So that was Mike Vrabel talking yesterday about the waiver claims process. And then today at about 730, a little over an hour ago, um, the Titans made a trade. So they acquired from the Carolina Panthers offensive lineman, Dennis Daly. I assume, I think that's how his last name is pronounced, D-A-L-E-Y. And they also acquired a seventh round selection in the 2024 draft. They traded away a fifth round pick in 2024 as well. So, has played a lot of different positions on the offensive line. He has been in the NFL uh, as a sixth-round pick since 2019. He is 6'6", 325. So it's a lot of human that they've just acquired. And he's played in 34 total games in the NFL since he joined the Panthers. He's had 21 starts. Now, remember, the Panthers haven't had a good offensive line. So this is depth piece that you're hoping can just kind of give you, you know, that comes in with experience. Should you have a situation where one of your Top-line players go down, as will inevitably and unfortunately be the case. So he's got 21 total starts since 2019. 13 at left tackle, 7 at left guard, 1 at right guard in his career. Last season, he played in 15 games for Carolina. He started 4 games at left guard, 4 starts at left tackle, and 1 start at right guard. So he's played a lot, uh, played a lot of football in a lot of different spots since he came in as a six-round draft pick uh out of South Carolina. Now, um, what do I think of the move? I think of the move that this is something that was essential for them, for them to do. I don't know what the cost associated. In fact, I can look up his contract right now. He's a six-round pick, so he's not making a ton of money. But uh for for any for a team that's as cash-strapped. As the Titans are at this point, because remember, they still have to pay they their uh things like the practice squad still count against their uh their salary cap. So to look at the uh contract for Dennis Daly, um, he is making a salary this year of six hundred and sixty-one thousand dollars. Now remember, you cleared up about two point two million. In the uh, release of Brett Kern with a dead cap hit of about five hundred and fifty thousand uh, dollars, I think the I think the situation um, for the Titans is that they didn't like their offensive line depth any more than you or I did, and they acquired a player who is going to uh, who has played some football and is going to be able to give them a couple of things at a lot of different positions. Because I think he immediately becomes the third best tackle on this roster. Beyond Lawan and Nick petit Frere, they didn't have anybody. Dylan Radens isn't a tackle right now. And apparently he's not a good enough guard for them to just kind of ride with it at this point. Uh, Just give up a second for a big name lineman to start, says Kedrick KB Bell. Yeah, but you also have to find a team who's willing to give that lineman up. Like, I'm sure you could find some deal, but teams don't just give away good offensive linemen. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's not, it's it's almost, a quarterback is a little different because there's far fewer quarterbacks than there are offensive linemen. But um teams, there's not a lot of great offensive linemen in football. There's not a lot of good offensive linemen in football. There's dudes and they, uh, some fit in schemes where they can mask some of their deficiencies. But like offensive line is not a position that's like, easily found even with draft picks and things like that so you know it sounds as easy as give up a second for a big name lineman to start but think about this you already kind of gave up a second round pick on an offensive lineman you already gave up a first round pick and a second round pick on on two offensive linemen who aren't starting players for you right now one being Isaiah Wilson and one being Dylan Raidens now theoretically you could uh you could Trade for a proven commodity and not risk it to the draft the way that you have tried and uh, failed in in two previous drafts, but seem to have gotten it right with Nick petit Frere. So, you know, again, I say to you, I I understand why it would seem as easy as that, but it's not that easy to just say, all right, uh, who's your best offensive lineman? I'll give you a two for him. And we'll roll the dice because they're going to look around at you and be like, yeah, but then what do I do for my quarterback? Cause there's not an offensive lineman for me to go out there and replace X, Y, and Z with. So, uh, something to keep in mind and something for, uh, for, you know, everybody to remember that almost every team needs offensive line help. Like I understand you run it through the prism, uh, run it through the prism of your team, but a lot of teams have bad offensive line situations. So, What I would expect to see, and we'll see who else they cut tomorrow morning. What I would expect to see is the Titans cut below 53, like if they went to 50 or 51 and gave themselves a little wiggle room to pick up other players once teams make their cuts as well. I would expect the Titans to go below 53 in their initial cut and then fill out the roster or try to fill out the roster with a couple of different players who they may favor over guys that they just released, or who they think can make their depth better. So I would expect additional movement to come at some point tomorrow, probably after the 3 p.m. deadline. Chill mode says, "Do I think Dez is gone?" Um, I I honestly don't know the answer to that question because here's here's the thing about Dez. All right, nothing on the football field or the practice field has shown me that Dez Fitzpatrick has gotten substantially better. I think Des has worked really hard. Uh, he he is uh, to his credit. I think he has done the things that they have asked him to, to try and improve. It's just that the improvement hasn't been there in tangible ways. I would tell you that I wouldn't keep him um, if he makes it on the practice squad again. Fine, but like the value for Des Fitzpatrick. So say say you asked me, for example, would you rather keep Logan Woodside or Des Fitzpatrick? I would tell you that I would rather keep Logan Woodside because I know that Logan Woodside is going to be an asset in some form or fashion. And I haven't seen where Des can be that to this point. Um, Even if Woodside isn't going to help you win football games outright, like he provides a service that is still in question for the football team. While Malik Willis is going to be quarterback number two and, uh, and is going to continue to grow and develop and did make great strides. I thought during the preseason and during training camp, um, you know, I think there would still be some value in keeping Woodside behind him, even if it's on the practice squad. But if you ask me, if I was to pick between those two particular players, I would say, yeah, I would rather have Woodside because at least I know that he can continue to provide value in some form or fashion. Uh, is uh, Christian Devoe says is Racy a lock at this point? I, you know, Racy had a really, really strong start to camp, but he has not been very impressive in the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, really since that big catch in Baltimore for what was it? 48 yards from Malik. Like there hasn't been anything from Racy that's really popped in the way that he did the first couple of weeks at camp. Now, I think that that's still in progress. And I think, you know, if Racy ends up being a, a a more athletic version of NWI and it's just kind of a slow burn as a, I think Racy was a six round pick and NWI, an undrafted rookie free agent. So if you can find a similar developmental process there for a player like that, he's got a lot more upside. Um, but right now, you know, I, I think he probably—I think he—he's—he's he's certainly more of a roster lock. I don't know that he's a lock, but he certainly has a much better chance to make the roster than I would think Des does. Now, Des may end up, they, they may end up both on the on the 53-man roster. It depends on what they do with the quarterback math, and and three quarterbacks can change a lot of things, or two quarterbacks can allow you to keep some more bodies in in a partic- particular area of need, but. We, uh, we we don't know. We don't know what will happen until we get to 3 p.m. tomorrow. We don't concretely know until we get to 3 p.m. tomorrow. All right. Uh, there was a funny video that came out from Bill Belichick or from a New England press conference today that made me laugh. Um, I, uh, I want to play this for you, and I want to ask you the question, who is the one person that can make Bill Belichick smile? Let me know in the comments on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and on Twitch. We will talk about this together right after I tell you about the fine folks at the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. Don't sell without the intel. That's the line that you see on all of Gary's billboards when you're driving around Middle Tennessee. It's the line that I tell you about all the time because the intel matters when you are operating in this Nashville real estate market. That intel helps you sell your home without any showings or staging. Helps you find your next home while the market is still red hot as you Sell your current one and helps you win the buyer battle and cash in on your home equity right now. GaryAshton.com can get you that Intel edge to succeed while everybody else screws around with the same properties, the same listings with half the information that Gary and the Ashton Group can provide to you. So trust the team that your favorite teams trust the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage at GaryAshton.com. So who can make Bill Belichick smile? Mark Jones says, Lucifer. Uh, Zarese on <laughs> YouTube says Scrooge McDuck. Billy Mann says Robert Kraft. I don't know. It sounds like it's been kind of tense. Ryan Powell says Vrabel or Gronk. You know, it sounds like Gronk wasn't all that big a fan. Every time Gronk talks about the Patriots now, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, I'm glad we got out of there. And then he does that ridiculous giggle that he does like a giant, you know, almost 300 pound puppy dog. Um, Vrabel and Bill have had good moments, certainly, but you know, I think Mike still remembers the fact that he got schlepped off or cut in the middle of a contract negotiation to go to the Kansas City, or traded rather, to go to the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't think he's quite forgotten about that. But one person walked into a Bill Belichick press conference today and received not just a smile, but applause from Bill Belichick, who I don't think I've ever seen clap for anybody at any point in my entire life. Boer, haven't been to one of these in a couple of years. You're graced. Nah. Okay, are so looking good. Goal is looking good. forward, right? Boomer. Haven't been to one of these in a couple of years. You're graced. Nah. Okay, are so looking good. Goal is good. forward, right? Boomer. Chris Berman in the house, I guess, for just a random uh, Patriots press conference. Now, I assume, because ESPN is based in Bristol, Connecticut, and, of course, everything's located uh, geographically easy to get around. I don't know how close... Uh, 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 Chris Berman lives to Foxborough. I don't know why he'd just be showing up at a random Bill Belichick press conference unless he's doing some kind of special ESPN assignment. But yeah, Boomer shows up at a press conference, he gets a clap. How about that? That's where it goes. Um, I uh, I will say to you that, uh, that that's probably about the only person that can make Bill Belichick smile, much less clap at this point. MB says it's Lawrence Taylor. Uh, Bill thinks he's the best player ever. That's probably a good one, too. Bill Belichick has a lot of respect for people that matter in football history. Lawrence Taylor and Chris Berman uh, do have their place in football history. Okay, it's going to do it for us tonight. Roster Cuts uh, will recap everything that the Titans do once they cut down their final 53. Tomorrow on the radio show, uh, we're talking Tennessee. It's game week for the Balls. They'll play a game on Thursday against Ball State. Uh, we will have the voice of the balls, Bob Kessling of the Vol Network, on the radio show tomorrow. And we will, uh, we basically are going to put together our on air 53 man roster. So we'll do that from 10 to 1 on 1045 The Zone. We hope you'll come hang out with us. And then if I don't see you on radio or if I don't talk to you on radio, I will see you tomorrow night on A to Z Sports Prime Time. Have a great rest of your evening.